It's never easy to be used of God because the more you want to be used of God, the more God has to prepare you to be used by Him. Amen? Some of us want to be used, but we don't want to be clean. This is Moody Presents, the half-hour broadcast centered on the Bible teaching of Dr. Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and founding pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. We're looking forward to today's message, but before we turn things over to Pastor Mark, I just have to tell you about Founders Week. It's the largest, longest-running free Bible conference in America, but this year we've moved it to the month of October, to be specific, October 18 to 20. And we invite you to enjoy three memorable days at Moody Bible Institute in downtown Chicago, surrounded by beautiful autumn colors. Whether you're a longtime believer or just starting your journey with Christ, why not ignite your faith with biblical insights, uplifting worship, and amazing Christian fellowship? Speakers include Mark Job, Joe Stoll, Chris Brooks, and many more. Complete schedule available at foundersweek.org, foundersweek.org. Last week, we observed that having a red-hot faith will make you a bold believer. Dr. Job revealed that a red-hot faith will lead you to a tenacious persistence. But there's more, as we'll discover in part two of his message, How Bad Do You Want It? Here's the president of Moody Bible Institute and founding pastor of New Life Community Church, Dr. Mark Job. Elijah, the prophet, trying to talk his apprentice out of following him. Four times he tries to say, hey, you don't have to go any farther. You just stay back. You're tired. It would be easier for you to stay. Don't follow me. And four times that apprentice says, no way. I am following you all the way. I'm not going to miss out on what God has for me. I'm in this all the way. I will not be discouraged. I will follow you into the end, and no one is going to talk me out of it. You see, he wanted it bad enough. Let me tell you, I believe that the heart of God looks for people that want it bad enough. For seven years, he'd just been carrying his bags. Once in a while, I'll run into someone that wants to be used of God. Maybe you're here and you have a desire to be used of God. Let me tell you where it starts. It starts where you're planted. You, you can't, what God looks for first of all is are you faithful with what he's given you? Be faithful with what he's given you. And then God will add more. If you're a young man here and you say, Pastor, I really want to move forward. I want to have a godly family, a godly marriage. I want to lead kids. I want to lead, I want to lead a business. I want to do things for God. And I'm saying, okay, great. You're 25 years old, you're still living in the basement of your mother's house, get a job first of all before you get a wife, right? You need to be faithful with what you're called to do. Finish school, get a job, start working, pay your bills, be able to support a wife. First of all, you, you have to be able to lead yourself before you can lead someone else and before you can have kids. You need to be faithful with where God has planted you and let yourself grow up and become the man that God has called you to be. In other words, it goes from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. God calls us to be faithful with where we're at. Elijah had called Elijah to track with him and follow him. 
and he was about to take Elijah to another season of his life, to another level of living, but he wanted to know how bad do you really want it? Number two, if you're taking notes, jot this down. Red hot faith will not only drive you to tenacious persistence, but red hot faith will drive you to audacious boldness. It gets tough and we don't stick with it. I think sometimes it gets tough and so we bail out on God because we don't want it bad enough. And I think half the times it's, are you willing to stick with what God has called you to? Are you willing to stick with something long enough to see God work and to see God move? When other people are bailing out, when other people are giving up, when other people are saying, this is too slow, are you willing to hang out, hang in there? Because you know God has called you to something. Because you know God has called you to see something happen. Listen, are you willing to not give up on your relatives even when everybody else has given up on them because it's hard? Are you willing to not give up on that prodigal son or daughter when other people have given up, but you refuse to give up on them? Are you willing to not give up on your neighborhood when other people have bailed out in the neighborhood, have given up on their neighborhood? Are you willing to stay there and see God do what he wants to do there? Are you willing to stick it out? Elijah, after he had tried to dissuade, when Elijah tried to dissuade his apprentice Elijah, but kept following him, finally he came to the Jordan River, he grabbed his mantle, he touched the water, the water parted, and they both walked across the river on dry land. And once they were on the other side, this prophet of God, turns to his young apprentice, and he says to them in verse 9, tell me, what can I do for you before I'm taken away? What can I do for you before I'm taken away? Elijah looks at this old man, prophet, that's trained him and raised him, and there's something, up, something inside of them that makes him say something that's so bold, it almost seems insulting. He looks at this man of God that's raised people from the dead, parted the waters, prayed and caused there to be famine in the land, that's done supernatural thing, and he says, I want double of what you've had. I want a double portion of your spirit. Well, that's bold. How about it? That's bold. It's bold to tell someone that's been such a mighty man of God, hey, I want double what you had. I want a double portion of what you've had. The older prophet looks at his young apprentice and says, you've asked something very difficult. Let me tell you something about that. It's not difficult for God to give you a double portion because nothing's impossible for God. What's difficult is, you, is for you and I to handle a double portion that God gives us. Because listen, listen, with every double portion comes double headaches, double challenges, double trials. Don't think for a moment that if God has called you to make a significant impact that it's going to happen without trials and testing 
in difficulty. The more God wants to use you, the more God has to refine you. The more God wants to use you for his glory, the more your faith has to be tested. The more you're going to go through the refiner's fire so God can use you. It's never easy to be used of God because the more you want to be used of God, the more God has to prepare you to be used by him. Amen? Some of us want to be used, but we don't want to be clean. We say, oh God, use me for your glory, and God takes out the soap, I'm going to try to cleanse you. Oh no, don't cleanse me, please, Lord. Lord, I want to be used of you, I'm going to have to take you through the fire to burn this stuff off. Oh no, use me, but don't take me through the refiner's fire. Let me tell you, there is no using you without preparing you. There is no using you without cleansing you. There is no using you without changing you. If God is going to use you, he's got to work in you first. Elijah prays a very bold prayer. I want a double portion of your spirit. You know, some of the rabbi commentators argue that Elijah performed twice as many miracles as the old prophet Elijah did. Some people count that Elijah performed eight significant miracles while Elijah, his apprentice, performed 18. Double the portion. Listen to me well. I believe that there's people in this auditorium that God is calling to be double portion people. I believe there's some of you in this auditorium, some of you are young, some of you are older, but that God is calling you to do significant things that require double portion. Things that you never thought you could do, things that you never thought you were qualified to do, but that God is calling you to, to double portion. But I understand that it's never gonna happen unless you are willing to be bold and ask God for it. It's never gonna happen unless you're persistent to say, God, whatever you wanna do in my life, do it. I will let you do it in my life. It's never gonna happen unless you're first of all faithful where God has called you and said, God, teach me here. I'm gonna learn here. I remember being in college, in Bible college. I went my last year of Bible college down to Columbia, South Carolina. And I had this huge, huge prayer of faith because they were asking me to pay my school bill up front. And I was $2,500 short. Now that may not seem like a lot of money from where you sit right here, but for a poor college student, that felt like a million dollars to me. And I'll never forget that I was 20 years old, I think at the time, that I, I said, God, I'm gonna have to drop out of school. I, I, I don't have $2,500. I can't pay my school bill. And so there was, a, there was a storage room on the floor of the college where I was at. So every morning before class, I'd go to that storage room 
I'd get on my knees in that storage room and I'd say, Lord, if you want me in this place, you're going to have to open up the door. God, I'm $2,500 short. I'm going to have to drop out of college unless I can come up with the funds for $2,500. Every morning I would get up Every morning I would get up early and I would pray, Lord, if you want me here, you're going to have to open up the doors because I, I can't get a job to make that money fast enough. I'm not going to be able to do it. And you know what? Incredibly, miraculously, right before the deadline, I got a call from some people in Chicago that said there were, there were two, two people that I, that I knew from Chicago but didn't know my story. And they were in business and they said, you know, God put on our heart for some reason that we needed to help you for school. And they had combined together to write out a check for $2,500 to pay my school bill. And you learn that God is faithful, then you go to the next level and the next level and the next level. But it's through the testing of your faith. It's through learning that God can be trusted in the little things and God never puts you into a huge place that you can't handle before he puts you into smaller places that you can handle. You have to pass first grade before you graduate from high school and then you go to second grade and third grade and fourth grade. But by the time you've been through several levels, I feel like my faith is so much stronger than it was when I was 20 years old because I have seen God do so much. That's the way God works. How bad do you want it? That's our message title here on Moody Presents. We've been tracking along with Pastor Mark Job and his observation that a red-hot faith will inevitably lead you to what he calls audacious boldness. I like that. And there's a third characteristic of a red-hot faith we'll uncover together in just a moment. But right now, let me take a moment to welcome anybody who has recently discovered the teaching of Dr. Mark Job. Is that you? Well, we're glad you've linked up with us, and we encourage you to check out all of Pastor Mark's messages at our website, moodypresents.org. Well, speaking of messages, let's get back to part two of today's teaching, How Bad Do You Want It?, based in 2 Kings chapter 2. Here's Pastor Mark Job. Number three, and lastly, red-hot faith will push you out of your comfort zone into uncomfortable places. The Bible tells us that Elijah the prophet turned to his apprentice and he says, I will give you a double portion if you see God take me. That's a test. And if I were Elijah, I'd be hanging on to his cloak and say, I'm not letting you out of my eyes. And then the Bible says when they crossed over the Jordan, then something incredible, pretty supernatural happened. There was a whirlwind. So they walked into this wind that started surfacing around them. And Elijah the prophet had said, if you see God take me, you will receive a double portion. And so a wind started swirling around. And then something happened unusual, supernatural. Chariots of fire swirled around them, the Bible tells us, and separated the apprentice from the prophet. And he was separated, but he kept his eyes on him, and he saw how the whirlwind took him up into the skies. And he said, my father, my father. And Elijah was gone. 
All that he left behind was the mantle that he would wear over himself, the mantle of the prophet. And the Bible says that Elijah picked up the mantle. I want you to notice that the mantle didn't fall on his shoulders. He had to pick it up. He took the mantle of Elijah. He went out to the Jordan River and he took it, he made a ball out of that mantle. And the Bible says that he hit the water and he looked to the heavens and he says, where now is the God of Elijah? You see, it was the testing time. He had never been this place before. It was uncomfortable for him to be the leader. He had seen other people lead, but he had never led. Listen to me well. If you're gonna be used of God, you got to move out of your comfort zone. There are some of you here that you have just come to Christ and you've been baptized because someone mentored you, but you think, I could never mentor someone else. Well, you know how someone mentored you? You need to step up to the plate and mentor someone else. You need to be the teacher now and not just the learner. You say, well, Pastor, I'm really uncomfortable with that. I don't know enough Bible. Well, you know, someone that mentored you probably felt the very same way. They didn't know enough Bible, but they got out of their comfort zone, and they took someone else and started leading them through the steps. Some of you have been in a small group for a while, and you've been in three or four years of small groups, and you've been an assistant, and God is saying, it's time for you to lead now, but you keep saying, well, I don't know, it's gonna be uncomfortable, and some of you need to step out of your comfort zone, and you need to lead a small group. Some of you have been sitting in the pew saying, well, I need to receive, I'm not mature enough. Hey, some of you need to step up and start serving because you have something to give. Some of you have never shared your faith with anybody at all, ever. You bring someone to church, invite them to church, and I'm glad you do. And then you bring them up to me and say, Pastor Mark, get them. <laughs> tell them, tell them. They need to hear. Hey, I'm happy to get them. But I, I'm telling you something. You have a faith and a mouth and a message, just like I have a faith in mouth and message. God wants to use you as well. You, people don't just get saved at this altar. People get saved in kitchens and in Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts, at their job, in houses, in basements, in living rooms, on the street where the gospel is shared by people like you and I, where we open up our mouth and believe God for the transforming power of Jesus Christ to get a hold of someone's life and turn them around. You have something to give. Pastor, you say I could never pray for someone because I'm kind of embarrassed to pray in public. I hear people pray and they quote verses and they sound so flowery in their prayers. Hey, you know the way you learn how to ride a bicycle is how? Come on now. You don't learn by a video. You don't YouTube it. 
Oh, you can start that way, but you have to eventually get on a bicycle and ride it. And the only way you learn how to ride a bicycle is by getting on the bicycle and riding it. Listen, the only way you're going to learn how to pray for people is by praying for people. The only way you're going to learn how to share your faith is by sharing your faith. The only way you're going to learn how to walk in faith is by walking in faith. The only way you're going to learn how to make an impact for God is by getting out there and saying, God, use me. Here I am, Lord. Use me, God. I believe we have a church full of people that are gifted and talented. I believe we have a church full of people that are called of God. I believe that you have something to give. I believe that if the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, you have the most powerful force on the universe on your side. If God before you, who can be against you? I, I, I believe even in the midst of your own battles, you have something to give. I believe that even in the midst of your own struggles, you have something to offer to a world that's out there. Because when the Holy Spirit is inside of you, listen, he has something to give. I've had people at this church that have come up to me and said, Pastor, I backslid for a while. I tried to run from God. I went to the seediest bar I knew, the darkest place, and I'm in a corner with another, give me another Jack Daniels and putting it down. And I'm discouraged and don't want to talk to you. I'm trying to get drunk. And some person will come up and Start talking to me. Before you know what I'm telling them, what you need God in your life. And I'm sharing the gospel with them. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to run from God. I'm trying to get drunk. I'm trying to escape. But you see, hey, if you're a true believer in the living God, once the Holy Spirit is inside of you, the Holy Spirit can be grieved. The Holy Spirit can be quenched. But the Holy Spirit will not get out of you. He's in you. He stays in you. No matter where you go, the Holy Spirit's inside of you. And you can run from God, but you can't get God out of you. If you are truly born again by the Spirit of God, Son of the living God, you are sealed, the Bible says, until the day of redemption. You have something to give. And I just want you to walk in the double portion that God has called you to. I just have a question to ask you. How bad do you really want it? How bad do you want God to use you? Have you said to God, see some of you are transitioning from, oh God, I need you, help me, help me. Because you've, you've come to God in that mode. I need you. I have problems. Help me, Lord. But some of you have gotten to the point where now you need to start praying. Oh, not, not saying I don't need you, God, but some of you have gotten to the point where you need to start saying, God, use me. Use me. Here I am, Lord. Take my lips. Take my hands. Take my feet. Take my heart. Use me as your vessel. You say, well, pastor, I still have issues in my life. Hey, until the day you die, you'll have issues. Now, don't get me wrong. If you have major issues in your life, you need to work on those major issues in your life. And those issues may keep you from certain places that God wants to use you in. So you work on those. 
But I don't care what your issues are, God can still use you if you're willing to address those issues and say, God, I want to work on them. Use me, God. There are high schools that need to be set on fire because there's some brave 16, 17-year-old girl that says, I'm not afraid to be labeled as a Jesus freak in my high school. I'm not afraid to take my Bible and to share my faith. I'm not afraid to start a Bible study after school. I'm not afraid to lead my friends to Christ. I'm not afraid to live with red-hot fire. There's some universities around here that need someone that's going to live for Jesus radically with all their heart and be on fire. University students that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ because someone gets sold out to Jesus. There are neighborhoods that need to be changed because someone in that neighborhood says, I'm going to be a light in this neighborhood. And no matter what happens, people will know me in this neighborhood as someone that follows God. There are business communities that need to be touched by business people that walk with integrity and the heart of God and the faith of God and the love of God and share their faith naturally with everybody around them. There are so many places There's families. Some of you have 200 members in your extended family that desperately need to hear about God. They're looking for someone to live it out. And you, they would listen to you. Oh, if you just had the boldness and the courage and the fire to get out of your comfort zone and say, I'll be a light to my family. You see, I believe God is looking for people that want it bad enough. Well, Pastor Mark has put it to us straight, as he always does, and every one of us has to answer that question, do I really want it bad enough? This kind of bold faith. Hey, we're glad to let you know that you can hear the entire message series online at moodypresents.org, moodypresents.org. Next time, we'll explore who's responsible for keeping your spiritual temperature high as our Red Hot Faith series continues. I'm John Gager. Moody Presents is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.